Welcome to another episode of the Retro Rewind 80s Experience. This is Matt coming at you from Retro HQ here in sunny Southern California. With me is my co-host, a man best known as the fifth Beatle, the sixth new kid on the block, and the second shooter on the grassy knoll, Mr. Hal Hefner. How are you doing, my friend? Very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Did I miss any credits that time? <laughs> Making sure I got everything in there. Uh, I think you got it. You just, you, you, you failed to mention the grotto, me, you know, hanging out in the grotto. Now, have you ever been to the Playboy Mansion? I have. I've been there twice. Yes. I never, I never made it there, but I was at the Perfect 10 Mansion, oh, which was big for a little while. And it was crazy because yeah. that dude, I forget what, the, what his name is. He would ride around on, uh, 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 what are those stand-up scooter things? Oh, the uh, Segways. The Segway, he had a Segway and then outside <laughs> he paid naked women to bounce on trampolines. He had like three trampolines outside. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> so now you just got out of the hospital. Is it okay if I, I bring did. that up? Of course. Yes. Yes. How, yes. how are you feeling? I'm good. Much better. Much good. Better. Well, Thank now you. I do want to say that I am a little annoyed with you. I'm, I'm kind of upset. Okay. Now you guys may not know this, but Hal is a huge J.R.R. Tolkien fan. So being the incredible friend that I am, I sent him an adult movie while he was in the hospital. I sent him Lord of the G-Strings, and I did not get a single word of thanks. And I'm a little sad about that, Hal. I'm a little sad. Yes, yes. Well, I did, you know, I, I had prostate issues and prostate surgery, because when you get old, as all you Gen Xers know, the prostate gets a little weird. So after having that surgery, you, you know, when your flag salutes, it hurts a little bit. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, we Gen Xers are supposed to fight through the pain. Yeah, we are. Just yeah. walk it off. Walk it off. But but I think one of the things Gen Xers also do is they talk a good game, but when push comes to shove, they certainly hide under the covers and cry quite a bit. Just as just as much as the millennials they make fun of. You just described me and my first two marriages. So <laughs> now speaking of uncomfortable things. Have you seen the image, the image going around of the people who put their deceased grandmother into a block of resin so they could use her as a coffee table? I have, and I've seen all the different captions and weird things too. And so that's nuts. Yeah. And uh, now going from there, did you hear that Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On went to number 12 on Spotify after the Titan sub disaster? I didn't hear that one. But, uh, but yes. And <laughs> what about, I'm just going down my list here now. <laughs> what about the image of the Ukrainian army using a Nazi iron cross on their equipment? Did you see all those things? That stuff is all over the internet and absolutely none of it's true. It's all fake. It's all False. fake. Bogus. And it, it, that shit that happens all the time now. It's it's crazy how absolutely gullible people are, and it's it's even crazier considering the the tools that we have, you know, to to verify stuff, right? Like, what do we have now? We've got like Google uh, reverse image search, yes. And uh, what's the website that that people can use to um, Snopes? Snopes, yep, Snopes.com, and and just Google itself, man. And it's crazy that that people are still kind of believing that stuff because we believed 
crazy stuff when we were kids, right? Like in the seventies and the eighties, like really, really weird stuff. And it made a little bit more sense because we could not fact check any of it. No, we had, we had no, we didn't have the excuse that people have today. Like it's, we had older siblings (laughs) or and, and weird cousins. I had a bunch of weird cousins. I don't know about you, but. Well, and, and it's, it's, it's even funnier that, that it spanned the entire country because, uh, you grew up in New York. Yes. I grew up in Hawaii and I'm pretty sure we heard a lot of the same things or close variations. And that's like 5,000 miles apart. Yep. So what I wanted to talk about, if you're cool with it, is I wanted to talk about some of those urban legends that we heard as a kid, because I think they're a lot more fun than the ones we got now. A lot more fun, especially because these weren't involving weird political things that nobody wants to talk about, right? We don't want to talk about politics. We want to talk about Pop Rocks and Coke. Well, let's start there. So Mikey from Life Serial, let's talk about him. What was the, uh, what's the urban legend that you heard? Okay, so when I was a kid, what was very popular and-, and When I was a wee lass. <laughs> when I was a wee lass. But no, so yeah, but like, we, yeah, when I was a kid, the big thing was Mikey, right? Like everybody knew that one. My co- that where I heard it was my cousins. And, and that was the, the big, they were basically the pusher of disinformation for me. They were always telling me the stupidest shit. And so Mikey and Pop Rocks, right? So they were, the they myth, were bards. They were bards. They were telling tales and legends. They were, they were. <laughs> okay. So what's the legend? Give me the legend. So, okay, all right. So the legend, Mikey died, right? His stomach exploded because he ate Pop Rocks and drank and so everybody was afraid to drink Coke or any type of carbonated soda and eat Pop Rocks, but not me. Mm. I did the I same did. thing. Yeah. I, did you Did you die? I did. Uh, did you walk it off? At, maybe that's the reason <laughs> I just had to have prostate surgery last week. You know what I mean? You so, blew out your prostate with the Pop Rocks. Up, exactly. Exactly. Now, it's funny because that, that commercial was from, I think, like 1970 or 1971. And, and uh, he was three. The guy's name was Johnny uh gilchrist i think something like that yep he was actually in something like 200 commercials which is tons of them yeah yeah and and uh that one is considered or the 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 life serial was considered one of the best commercials of all time Mm -hmm. um but did he die or is he still alive what do you think he's alive and well to this day and probably has a a, a mikey jr around too so he's still alive in fact back in the eight and it's funny that this was going around in the 80s because right in the 80s life actually brought him back as a college student and right. they revisited mikey in college still being a picky eater as he was there on television we were all still talking about how he died so it was pretty pretty funny poor guy mm-hmm. suffering i'm sure he us. loves it you know you know mikey gets all the ladies <laughs> and you know hey mikey just ask him he likes it he does like it. He'll eat anything. He, he will. What's next? What should we do next? I want to talk about right. the kid in the Michael Jackson Pepsi video. So now you can you can confirm this to me if you got the same one. I heard that he either died or broke his neck while breakdancing. Is that yes. is that what you guys heard? Yes, that's what that's what I heard. And 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 so, but then it was obviously not true because he shows up and tons of other things like literally right after that. so silver spoons exactly he also he was on tour with michael jackson uh, before silver spoons 
Andy was, and I didn't even realize it, but he actually, you know, was in a bunch of Broadway shows and everything. That's where he. Yeah, that's that's from. why they picked him. Yeah, that's why they picked him. Yeah, yeah he was huge. He yeah. was called like I forget what he was called, like the the breakdance kid or something. Like yeah. he had a name. Yeah. Um. But and that 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 legend was everywhere. Like I had friends. Uh, in the kind of early and mid eighties that wanted to break, they wanted to pop and lock they wanted to break dance and their yep. parents would not let them because this kid died doing that stuff, that mm -hmm. awful, awful break dance stuff. But yeah. So anyway, the, the guy turn turns out he, he is still around. I mean, you guys may have heard of him, Carlton from the Fresh Prince. So uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Alfonso Ribeiro. Ribeiro. Yes. I don't know the how to pronounce his dance name. kid. The, the tap, tap dance, dance kid. kid. There you go. Is that it? Yep. Yep. That's it. The tap dance kid. So. But yeah, so he definitely didn't die. He's still around. No. no. Carlton Absolutely. is still around. Kicking butt. Dude, and I mean, that dude's probably, you know, worth worth so much money right now, too. So. Oh, yeah. He was it's in, amazing. he's done a few shows. He was in uh, um, the dancing, dancing with the stars. So he's, mm -hmm. he's, he's kicking it. He is. So what do you got for me next? Which one do you want to do next? What's your favorite? Okay, so my, my favorite, so I'm from New York, right? So the thing that we used to hear all the time in New York was this ridiculous story about people flushing alligators down the toilet. And then the alligators went in the sewers and lived in the sewers and would come up and kill people. Or if you went down there, they would kill people. They'd bite you in the prostate. That's, is that what happened? Yes, they'd chud you. <laughs> they chud you. <laughs> Nothing worse than getting chud by an alligator. So, so yeah. So that one was always like you know one that that hits close to home for me because it was so ridiculous and you know. You, you want to hear something crazy? That one is actually the most true. It is of all the stories. It is. It is. Um, because I because I was researching because I this is a good one. I love this one too because I'm mm -hmm. a, I'm a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this actually, it, it dates back to 1907, right. but it wasn't New York, which is where most of the stories are from. It was from New Jersey. Right. And they found, you know, I think it was like an 18 inch alligator that somebody had flushed and they were cleaning the sewers and stumbled across it. And yeah. so it, it's, it's based in reality because there was actually a second incident. Um, this one was in New York. It was in Harlem where two kids supposedly found an eight foot alligator. Now, when by the time the police got there, there was an eight foot alligator, but it wasn't in the sewers. But yeah, it's crazy that that one's kind of kind of true. That that one hits me good because I just would, you know, could it, my head would explode every time somebody would give that as a reason. Because people in upstate New York would always find reason to hate on New York City. So, oh yeah, yeah. Back then it was alligator. What is it now? I have no idea. It's vegans, actually. A lot of people buy vegans because they think they're cute at first. <laughs> you get them for Christmas. And then, you know, once they start telling everybody they're vegans, you got to get rid of them. Yeah. So my one of my favorite ones is the three men and a baby ghost. Yes. And so you guys, if you guys aren't familiar with that one, there's a scene. It's about an hour ish into the movie where uh, Ted Danson is there with his character's mom and he's showing off the baby and they're walking around. At one point, they walk by a window and there's an image in the window. It looks like a young boy that's there. And it went nuts. It went everywhere. Like anybody that saw the movie was talking about this kid. Mm -hmm. And the story that went around, I don't know where it came from, is that this kid had killed himself in that house. He jumped out of the third story window right. and killed himself. And then there was another, like a variation where he shot himself with a shotgun, which I thought was even cooler. 
And, uh, you know, everybody, everybody wanted to know the story about the kid in this house. And it got so bad um, that there were stories about these parents were suing the studio because they wanted them to take out this image. And uh, it was in news, you know, it was on the news. It was in newspapers. It was everywhere. It was so bad that they actually had a rep from the studio go out. uh, I think in like People Magazine or US Weekly or something and uh, talk like said, no, it's not true. You know, uh, that that image was actually it's Ted Danson. It was a cardboard cutout from a scene that was cut. And you can actually go online and you can see the scene. And it's it's where there's a cardboard kit, uh, Ted Danson. And so I always thought that one was hysterical, even more so because there wasn't actually a house. It was a set. So this it was so I guess maybe it was a haunted set where the kid jumped (laughs) out of of a third story window. But if it was a set, then he would have had a stunt man. I don't know how that works. Yeah, they would have jumped, jumped on some mattresses and he'd be fine. But but yeah, I mean, you know, and that's the thing, like, you know, a lot of these myths really come from people not understanding situations, right? Like, for example, if you if you knew, you know, this was shot on a set instead of an actual house, you'd know that that was false immediately, right? But because people don't, you know, kind of know what's behind the curtain, which will lead us to our next one. Um, we, yep, we, you know, I we like can, the foreshadowing. Exactly, exactly. You know, it, it, it often leads to this, you know, kind of like misconception and, and people just, you know, continue, you know, like that uh, hot potato game, you tell somebody something in their ear, and they, you know, then they screw it up. And when they tell the next person, and that's how these things spread, they'd get more crazy, as the, you know, as the as as they were told. Um, by word of mouth. And, 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 you know, that's, I think, the difference between today and yesteryear is that, you know, that that's what it was, the word of mouth, the spreading of it that way. And, um, you know, kind of like, that's why these persist still to this day as, as something we all look back on and laugh at. now. So yeah, funny stuff. It's, it is funny now, though, except now when it happens, it can go in a day, like you can get a new urban yes. legend in a day, because, you know, pretty much 50 million people can see it. Yeah. And not check it. And that's the crazy thing. It's like, and you know, most people, they hear something, they just go with it. You know, they don't, they don't think about it. So of course, then there's, there's people like us that we hear something, we know it's not true, but we still want to tell people. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Okay. What's your next one? What's your, what's your next one? So the next one is the Wizard of Oz. So I'm sure you've all heard the Wizard of Oz, that there's a munchkin hanging in the background. Wait, wait, I thought it was a well-hung munchkin. I I think I heard a different story. Okay, go ahead. Wizard of Oz. (laughs) The Wizard of Oz. So, yes, there was a a lovelorn munchkin hanging from the shadows. And he apparently, the the whole myth was, uh, a munchkin came on set who was devastated by a woman who had, um, you know, betrayed him, which is literally the plot of, of, um, uh, what, of the, the movie Freaks and hung himself on set. You mean documentary seen. Freaks? <laughs> and so, yeah, so so they, so people, you know, and, and they would literally show, like I remember, you know, being at a party with a bunch of people and, and them getting the Wizard of Oz out. Look, there it is right there. There he is. There it is. And everybody's like, oh, there it is. And so for many years, I even believed that until the 90s. And then in the 90s, you know, the, the real story came out and, and people are like, no, it's not a munchkin. It's a bird. It's a fucking emu. It's an emu. Yeah, this this yeah. one was fun because it, it 
this one sprung up in the late 80s, like the mid to yes. late 80s, when there was the 50th anniversary VHS release. Yes. And so we all got that. And then you can see it. Like if you watch it, you yes. see something there that looks like a hanging body in the background. Like there's like mm -hmm. no doubt. Like there, there's a dead munchkin there. Are we allowed to call them munchkins? There's a hobbit. What's the yes. what's the proper term? Is it halfling American? I'm not sure. What the <laughs> halfling American. But anyway, there's a there's a there's a hanging figure back there. Um, but then a few yes. years later, you know, when they released uh, uh, like the DVD and eventual Blu-ray, mm -hmm. but when they released the DVD version and it was all cleaned up, you could see that it's a bird flapping its wings. Yes. And and people still, still don't believe it. You know, they still don't want to believe that. Yes. Well, um, I mean, and that's and that's kind of the thing with, with some of these that persist to this day. And sometimes they've built so much around these tall tales that to un unravel one of them, unravels everything for them and so well you have a connection to, to it yeah well and yeah. i mean and it also kind of like you could almost believe it in the wizard of odds case because that movie had so many safety issues like so many problems like it had uh like the the uh the witch actress got burned by pyrotechnics yeah. going off the paint, he had the, her, paint. the uh it was aluminum paint yeah, aluminum paint. That's right. Yep. Uh, on uh, on the Tin Man, and so he eventually yep. wound up in an iron lung. Um, yeah. The Wicked Witch's uh, stunt double, like one of something, a pipe blew up and caught her on fire. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I forget there was like there was more than that. I mean, uh, oh the, yeah, toxic paint on the the Wicked Witch was that lead paint. That might have been lead paint, the green paint. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's you know oh, and then they gave they were pumping uh, Judy Garland up with like adrenaline to make her perform better. Like I mean, so if you were like, oh yeah, Anna Midget died, I'd be like, ah, I can believe that. <laughs> like that's the least crazy thing. You know what yeah, I mean? it's and I mean the the Wizard of Oz is still considered to be one of the most like cursed or yeah. or you know cursed films ever made. You know, and it's it's you know, and it, you look at it, it is a it is a pretty weird. Film. Okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go along with your cursed movies, and I'm gonna go. All I'm gonna right. give you another one, The right. Curse of Poltergeist. Mm -hmm. And so everybody knows Poltergeist. It was uh, directed by Tobe Hooper, Toby Hooper, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call him, mm -hmm. from uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, produced by Steven Spielberg. Yeah. And this movie had four cast members die during the, the or during the production of, of more than one movie. You know, um, you had Heather O'Rourke who played Carol Ann, the little blonde girl. Um, she died. Uh, in surgery, mm -hmm. um, Dominic Dominique Dunn uh, was killed by her uh, her ex, like she was murdered by him. Uh, you had Julian Beck who played uh, uh, the the evil preacher Kane yes. in uh, the second movie. So Julian Beck died of cancer, a stomach cancer, pretty soon after the filming of uh, of number two. Will Sampson, I don't know if this is an urban legend. This is just like people consider this a cursed movie. But mm -hmm. and then Will Sampson, who was the uh, the the Native American shaman, he died during a heart lung transplant. And so like all that stuff. And then you add on the real skeletons that they used because Steven Spielberg was too cheap to pay for plastic ones. And so there's a scene where, where, you know, there's a ton of uh, skeletons in the pool in the pool. Those, yeah. Those are real skeletons. Which and so, fun. yeah, none of that's an urban legend. So I think I went off course with that one, but it's, it's, it's something that we all heard about. We all heard about the curse of poltergeist, you know, that made us all want to see that movie. Oh yeah. And Carol Ann, that was, the, I think that was the one that got me the most is Carol Ann's death and everything, you know, like. Yeah, she was sick for a while. Like she, they couldn't yeah. figure out what it was. She was like misdiagnosed, I want to say with Crohn's disease. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but it turned out to be something like in her intestines, like some congenital birth defect or something. And and she died, I think in surgery. Um, but yeah, we were all freaked out by that. Like, oh, do we want to see it? Do you want to see those movies? Cause you could get cursed. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you get cursed from a, from a series of movies other than showgirls. I mean, showgirls, <laughs> cursed me, but I, that's totally different. Like I said, I think I went off on, I don't know if that one's totally an urban legend, but fuck, I went with it. No, it's, I mean, it, it definitely is because it, it's, you know, I, I think the thing about it is like I was mentioning earlier, it's like a lot of these things, like, yes, we know them today as like, okay, the curse. But when we were kids, the cur- it was all embellished by, by being passed around from town to town, from, you know, cousin to cousin, brother to sister, all these weird different things. I mean, it's kind of, kind of describing the sex life of, of a lot of people if I home town growing up. But, but yeah, um, it's, you know, it's, that was it. Okay. It was wait, like, one second. Now going nerds. with that, I'm going to ask you a question that's totally off subject. Sure. Going okay. with the sex life thing. Yes. If you're right-handed, is it considered cheating if you jerk off with your left hand? Mm, I don't think so. Eh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. So, so we've got, so, so we, we might as well continue into the, um, we're, we're into the entertainment industry because those sure. seem to serve, serve us the best ones. Right. So, so what, let, let's pull one from the nineties, right? Okay. Like pull, pull a good Whip one from the nineties. Right. So I'm going to whip it out like I removed my rib like I was Marilyn Manson to suck my own dong, which was another. No, that's an urban legend, Aww. but we don't talk. Is about it, that though? One. I know. Yeah, it could be. But anyway, how many everybody thought Paul from the Wonder Years was Marilyn Manson, right? I'm pretty sure even Marilyn yeah. Manson thought that. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was one that went around quite a bit. Like, um, oh, yeah. Especially when, you know, Marilyn Manson, Manson first burst onto the scene. And it was like, yeah, that's Paul from the Wonder Years. I remember this guy tr- like trying to convince me so hard that it was Paul from the Wonder Years. Like, so I was like, dude, it is not Paul from the Wonder Years. Now, yeah. you know, I heard, I did hear another variation of that one. Oh, yes. So I heard a few times because I, I had somebody at a party. I had two people arguing over who it was. Somebody ah. else said that it was Rob Stone who played Kevin from Mr. Belvedere. Wesley. Which is... <laughs> not you yeah. know it's not any more realistic at least he's closer in age to marilyn manson though than paul from the freaking wonder years i'm like dude paul from the wonder years is like our age right yeah. like so he's because i'm about the same age as him right so it's like so that means marilyn manson and i are the same age and we are not the same age and you are dumb sorry yeah that one i think pissed me off a lot like, i don't know why but that one <laughs> you, are you still angry about it I, yeah, I guess I am. I didn't realize it, you know, but yeah, I, de- I definitely was just like, there's no fucking way. The cool thing about that, that particular myth is mm-hmm. I think if it's not the first, it's one of the first internet rumors. It started on the internet. Oh, yeah. Or at least as far back as like, like I remember it being on like AOL and it, it jumping around that way, like people emailing it around and, and, you know, posting pictures and things like that. And so I think if that wasn't the first like viral internet rumor, I don't know what you call it, fake news, I don't like yeah. wh- whatever the term is, but that that one went all over and I think that's why that spread. It was like right as AOL was taking off. We were, you know, everybody was on there. We were all getting a new name every month so that we used the free <laughs> discs and continually spreading that. Even though we knew, you know, you know, you can go and find Manson's real name is, you know, what Brian or something, yeah, right? Brian, exactly. Like, that irritated the crap out of me. 
And I think, you know, at this point in my life too, I was kind of getting tired of lies. Wait, if, if yeah. you don't like lies, how do you, how did you date women? I don't understand. <laughs> like if there's no lying, how does that, how does that even work? So my favorite, one of my all time <clears throat> favorite myths is blowing on your old NES cartridge. And oh yeah. I know like for a lot of people, they're like, that was the first life hack I learned as a kid in the eighties. That's a, that's a gen X life hack. And I'm like, fucker, it's not like, it's not true. It, it didn't work. It's it, like, if you know how, uh, like the cartridges are made, they're made, they, they were supposed to be what's called, uh, is I think it's called like zero forced, uh, connection, which means mm -hmm. all you had to do is place it in softly and it would connect. But that, that's the, the cartridge designer had that in mind. The Nintendo console makers wanted there to be a tactile feel. And so they taught you to slam it in and shut the door. And so every time you slam it in, you're actually breaking the, you're wearing the connection down because those things were made out of copper. Mm -hmm. And so the more you used it, the, the, the worse the connection would get. So, you know, and we would all do it, you know, we, it wouldn't work. So we pull it out and blow on it. Right. <laughs> and then stick it back in. What we didn't realize was pulling it out and sticking it back in just re reinforced the connection. It made the, it gave it another attempt to connect. So you could have just taken it out and stuck it back in and it would have had the exact same effect. And uh, like Mythbusters, I think, did a whole episode on it where they're mm -hmm. talking about how if you're blowing on it because it's copper, you know, like you're introducing saliva potentially or, or water vapor or, or debris Blubbers. yourself, and it's wearing down the copper even more you're blowing on it and spitting on it and you're making it worse, but you think it's working mm -hmm. because when you jam it back in super hard, it works again, yeah, but it was not just your halitosis. And um, that's why they switched to the top loaders with the SNES, you know, the super Nintendo's. I, I get into vicious arguments online with people whenever I post about the cartridge. They're like, no, it fucking works. You're, you're removing the dust. I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. They're, yeah. It's, it's not how it works. So did you have an NES? I sure did. And I, I thought it was just because, you know, I had a bad temper and when I would lose games, I would just pull them out and throw them across the room. And so that was usually the problem at my house. You know, that hot Italian fucking temper. Oh, throwing but, shit, you know. So you never learned that blowing something makes things better? Well, I always learned that blowing something makes things better. But, uh, you know, usually I was on the re receiving end of that. You were the cartridge. You were the cartridge. I was the cartridge, yes. <laughs> okay, what do you got for me now? All right. What about... Um, there was one that I, I remember, um, again, cousins, right? Like my cousins, they were the source of all the lies. So it's a, I it's, had a, a, it's your cousins, friends, brothers, sisters. No, it was, it was, it was actually my cousin's cousin. This guy, mm. his name was, his name was Rusty. This guy, he was like military, uh, then lived out, out in San Diego for a while and came back home to visit. So I'll, I'll never forget, we were sitting around the, the kitchen table on a Sunday morning while my alcoholic family hammered down Bloody Marys at nine o'clock in the morning. And there he is, Rusty, telling us the story about, oh yeah, you have to be really careful at night in, in California because there's, you know, gangs, their big initiation thing with the gangs is that if they have their lights off and you flash your lights at them, you're basically dead. They're gonna they're gonna find you and they're gonna kill you. And I was that's just, a signal. Whoa. Exactly. So I was like, whoa. You know, I, was, I think I was like nine or ten at the time. And so, and I'll never forget that. I just, I don't know, man. There was something inside me that was kind of like, eh, I'm not buying that one. Yeah, but that's why you're not in a gang because you don't know. But no, I don't, I don't know. I just thought that was crap. And so, sure enough, 
that was crap. Like there's no, like falling for the dumbest things, like because it's passed by word of mouth and told by somebody that you supposedly trust, right? From California. From California, exactly. The world traveler from California. So yeah, sorry, Rusty. Fuck you, Rusty. <laughs> exactly, fuck off. But yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And, and you know, there's no, I've never, I've because I, I, I researched this stuff before we were talking. And yes. uh, like, I saw nothing, you know, like this never happened as far as I know. I do know that if you're at a strip club and a, and a stripper <laughs> flashes her boobs, it means she loves you and she's probably ah. going to sleep with you. You just need to pull out 400 more dollars from the ATM. Yes. That's what I, yes. that's what I heard. Rusty told me that as well. Rusty told me that. <laughs> Step into a world of myths and magic with the mythical creatures mead series from Batch Mead. Unleash your inner dragon with Rise of the Dragon, a sweet mead made with pomegranates, elderberries, and caramelized honey, all from local wildflower honey. But don't stop there. Turn a basilisk stare onto your taste buds with Eye of the Basilisk, a sweet mead that blends blackberries and orange peel, aged in rum barrels for that extra kick. And to complete the epic trilogy, dare to face the Hydra's Wrath, a sweet mead made with honeydew, grapefruit peel, and caramelized honey. Each of these meads stands at a regal 10% alcohol content delivered in a 500 milliliter bottle, perfect for sharing with your friends on a fantastical evening. And the best part, they come in a bespoke mythical creatures box, turning your mead experience into a magical adventure. And Batch Mead is not just a meadery, it's a passion project of Derek and Danielle Bush, a small family owned business here in Southern California. So if you're ready for an adventure, visit batchmead.com and enter the realm of mythical creature mead series. And for our podcast listeners, use the coupon code RETROB to receive 10% off your order. Your adventure awaits. Okay, my, my next one goes back to one of the biggest artists of the 80s, Mr. Phil Collins. I'm, I'm pretty sure you've heard this one. I think everybody's heard this one. Oh, His yeah. song, In the Air Tonight, was supposedly... Phil Collins was out walking and he was at a distance and he saw somebody drowning and somebody else nearby watching him and he couldn't make it in time and the guy died, but this other person watched it. And okay, that's the first half of the story. The second mm -hmm. half of the story is that he's at a con or he's doing a concert and he sees the guy and he, he, uh, he points him out to the police while he's in the concert and the guy gets arrested. So that's the, that's the, I don't know. Did you guys hear that one too? Oh yeah. That was, I mean, I think, I think many people even to this day probably believe that one. I mean, I, cause, because I think that one, it's got one, one line. I, I, I've, I, I seriously, uh, again, like I said, I, th I think a lot of people to this day probably still believe that and don't know that that is not the truth. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually, it was about, it was a, a song that he wrote when he was getting divorced. So he, it was angry. And if you listen to the song, if you actually listen to the song, like it makes sense, you know, but this is the, this is like the case of people not really understanding a song. It's kind of like when Whitney Houston did uh, I will always love you. And she had no idea what that fucking song was about. And then now people use it as a wedding song. Yes. Uh... <laughs> That's just my Whitney rant. Oh. I just love Phil Collins. He, yeah. <laughs> And that drum solo. I mean, it's a right? it's a good creepy, like you can you can he's he's mad he's pissed at somebody. Oh yeah. Maybe and he like, did drum. You know what? I'm going back. I believe it now. Now I believe. I convinced myself. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. What do you got now? What do you got good next? One. What do you got? So all right. So on from Phil Collins, we are talking about the one and only Mr. Rogers. So how many of you have heard? the crazy story about Mr. Rogers 
being a sniper. That's right. Many people said Mr. Rogers came from a military background and he was once a sniper before he buttoned up his sweater and put on his shoes for you every day. So what do you think now that of that? Sweater, that, that sweater to hide the military tattoos <laughs> he had on his arms. Yeah, I heard that one too, that, that he was in Vietnam. That was one that I also heard um, about Captain Kangaroo. I heard that Captain Kangaroo was a Green Beret and he stormed the shores of uh, Iwo Jima in World yes. War II. I heard both of those. Yes. Both of yes. those were very he and Mr. He and Mr. Green Jeans, they were just, you know, they were, they were like, wanted men of valor. And, uh, and what's the truth? What's the truth there? Was Mr. Rogers a military sniper? No, he was not. Mr. Rogers. He was, was... sniping down the ladies. <laughs> but yeah, no, Mr. Rogers was not a sniper or a member of, um, you know, America's highly trained uh, special mission force um, trying to fight Cobra. He is not. That would have been awesome. It would have. I mean, they had Doc. What did Doc do? I mean, Mister Rogers could do whatever Doc did. I mean, Do yeah, but Doc was cooler than Lifeline. Lifeline was the oh yeah, right? right. Lifeline was so lame, and his costume was lame too. At least Doc had like military clothes on. Lifeline was dressed in like this. I don't know. It looked like he was going to go skiing or something. No, uh, but Mister Rogers did actually register for the draft in the late forties, yes. but he was turned down. He was deemed unfit for duty after a physical. And we had him fighting on the front lines with our kids instead. <laughs> Protecting them from Michael Jackson is what I understand. Uh, uh, I may have to edit that part out. I don't know. I don't uh, know. You could leave. So, okay, you know what? I'm going to jump from, from there to outer space. I'm going to jump to outer mm. space. So something that we, that we heard, I mean, I was hearing this since I was a kid, but, you know, my parents yes. were also conspiracy buffs. So is that the moon landing was a hoax. And this is, this is uh, an urban legend that 5% of the U.S., about 16 million people, still believe. They believe the moon landing was faked, that it was filmed by Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick! <laughs> yep. That he was yeah. forced to do it. Do you know why he was forced to do it? Because supposedly his brother whose name was like something like Raul or something, which I don't, I don't know where that came from. His brother was a high ranking member of the American communist party and the government forced Stanley Kubrick to do it at the same time he was doing 2001, a space odyssey. But Hal, let me ask you, was the moon landing fake or real? No, the moon landing was not faked. It is real. This one I think is, you know, sadly a, it's it's disappointing to to for me because I'm I'm I mean I'm just a big fan of like the moon landing. Do you know what started yeah. it or or where it kind of became uh, in the public eye? It was because of the film Capricorn One, which was about a faked Mars landing. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. And so that's where it yeah. kind of started. And then in in about 1980, the Flat Earth Society, with members all over the globe, accused <laughs> NASA of faking the landings. And they argued that it was sponsored by Walt Disney, scripted by Arthur C. Clarke. I mean, if you're going to get somebody to write it, Arthur C. Yeah. Clarke is probably the guy to do it. And Absolutely. then directed by Stanley Kubrick. And it's fucking ridiculous. It's, it's awesome. Yes. But yeah, members all over the globe. Members all over yeah. the globe. Yeah. <laughs> members all over the globe. Those flat earthers, they're a, uh, they're, they're, they're a smart group over there. That's, well, I've got, I've got one last one, unless you've got another one. No, no, that I think, I think that, that, I think this is a that's a great one to end on because well I've got we, one you know, more 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got anyway. I've got one more. I've got one more. Okay. And this is probably go, go, go. the single biggest myth perpetrated upon mankind. Okay. All right. It all happened in about 1981. Let me set the stage. 1981. Right. Do you know what this myth is? It was. It had a few different names. It had a few different names. Uh, in China, it was called the Palace of Yin or the Black Pearl. In Japan, it was called the Skin of the Earthworm or Suspanda Nadi in India. Here in the West, hmm. it was called the Grafenberg spot, the G spot. Ah. I believe, <laughs> I, I truly believe that like Jesus, a bunch of people have claimed they've found it, but they really haven't. So what do you think, Hal? The G spot, real or fake? You know, honestly, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know because I've obviously I've heard of the G spot, but I never gave you've never found it enough. yourself. And, and I never went searching for it. You know, I never went too deep. You know, I was always kind of I like the man in the boat. I'm, I'm hanging out there. You know, I think uh, the, the it's easier to find uh, based on how good your credit score is. Like the better your credit score is, the easier it is to find the G spot. Ah, Nice. And I think nice. I think that's probably a good spot to uh, end this particular yes. podcast. What do you think? Yeah, because I think you can. <laughs> hey, hey, look, faking the G, faking you found the G spots a lot easier to fake, you know, than the moon landing because you don't need Stanley Kubrick or Arthur C. Clarke to, to get that off. Or maybe you did. Do. I don't. I don't. Okay, so that is it for this episode of the Retro Rewind Experience. Remember. You can listen to new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Google, and really anywhere quality podcasts are found or really bad ones. Either way, you can also watch the video versions on Spotify and YouTube. And be sure to check out www.retrorewind.tv for kick-ass Retro Rewind 80s merch like this shirt. It helps oh, support yeah, this podcast and buy alcohol for us. So, Hal, why don't you, why don't you take us out, man? All right. Thank you all for listening and please drop suggestions because, you know, we do nothing, but we're just here to serve you, the fans. I mean, that's what we do. You know? We are here to find your fan G-spot. Exactly. 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 So, and you can find me at Hal Hefner on Instagram or halhefner.com and love you. Thank you. It's wonderful. Until next week. Next time. Good night. Good night.